0: And Welcome back to the Family and Friends podcast, the weekly podcast from us here at Family Creative. Each week we introduce you to someone from our professional creative network, learn a little about the people we feature, and discuss different routes into the industry and our guests' personal experiences. Our guest this week is photographer Jen McCord. Jen's been a pretty established photographer now for a number of years and works with some top-flight musicians and artists on a variety of work. We talk about shooting at the Olympics, jumping in a van at the age of eighteen to go on tour for a few weeks, and most importantly, how to look after yourself when you're working challenging hours continuously, and you know the effects that that might have on yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Family and Friends with photographer Jen McCord. Jen, welcome along to the Family and Friends podcast. Nice to uh, nice to meet you, and uh, have you here you. at the studio. Oh, yeah.
1: thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. What's... I'll try and be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: you. Um, no, uh, it's yeah, no, it's great to have you here. Um, when John actually uh, sort of put you forward as a possible guest, he sent me like your Instagram and stuff and we're already I think following each other um, and I'm kind of familiar with your work as well uh, and the kind of stuff you shoot. Um, but for people at, at home listening, just maybe introduce yourself and the kind of work you do currently.
1: Sure. So I would say I'm a portrait photographer but I work primarily in the music industry um and I work across all sort of like various types of things uh so I tour I do press shots I do artwork shoots uh I do BTS I do a little bit of video really like everything um but I would say that like even though I'm shooting a range of stuff I like to think that everything looks cohesive and I'm always sort of looking for like an intimacy and a depth and like emotiveness if mm-hmm. that doesn't sound too wanky um <laughs> like to, to tie everything in together that's what i'm really interested in and
0: yeah shooting kinda...
1: other creative humans allows me to do that at a, at a really nice level so yeah
0: awesome nice one um on family and friends we kind of we start from the beginning Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure if you listened to the show before, but we I begin. Have. Oh, you have. Okay, perfect. <laughs>
1: I, I did it, and then I was like, "Oh, these people are much cooler than I." Was. It's gonna be so disappointing.
0: <laughs> no, 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 don't be silly. <laughs> no, it's gonna be fun. Though. It's um, so yeah. We'll, we'll take it all the way back to sort of where you're from, where you grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, tell us a bit. Tell us a bit about Jen.
1: Sure. So um, I'm from Germany originally, but I moved here okay. when I was, I think, about four. So I've always like lived in and around london uh, cool. so i consider this home um yeah i started shooting i don't know i get, i picked up a camera when i was maybe like 11 um and i was super really like loved taking photos but didn't like obviously never thought it was anything serious but i was absolutely that kid where you know when when we were like in primary school and they would give you those like disposable cameras and it would be like to take photos of your like history trip <laughs> yeah um yeah, I would like shoot it, the, the entire thing before we like left the school grounds, <laughs> I just loved it. Um, and then my mum had uh, an old like Canon film camera, because um, she wanted to be a photographer at one stage, and um, I just picked that up and started shooting stuff on that, and I was taking photos of my friends and things like that, and again had never been like, oh, photography is a thing that people do as a career. Um, And I was, I think I was very on the path of like, you are going to go to a really good university and you're gonna do a serious subject. You're gonna do like English lit or psychology and you're gonna get a proper job, um, in quotation marks. Uh, And then I think when I was about 16, I just was like, actually, you know, I don't wanna do that. I think I I wanna be a photographer. And for ages, I thought I wanted to do like skateboard photography. Mm. It's always hanging around like skate parks and um yeah taking photos of that and almost getting hit in the face by skateboards whereabouts was this like Where? in kingston really so, yeah
0: mate i used to hang around in kingston skate park oh
1: no way Yeah, okay. i'm
0: from, I'm from hamster originally oh no way so yeah. i used to hang around yeah like 13 14 couple oh, tins so of bow. yeah
1: it was yeah <laughs> delinquency that's <laughs> so weird yeah
0: mate, we, we probably would have been there at the same time that's so funny that's odd Oh yeah. my God. i mean i've never skated i just kind of hung around i
1: mean like i can literally like maybe make it down the road um, <laughs> i'd w- I'd love to be cool enough to to do an ollie but i can't it's, it's yeah, very it's. sad oh, but right. yeah um so that and that was it, that was a great place to grow
0: up um yeah. shooting skateboarding must be a, a, quite a good way of getting into it as well because it's like it's a one one opportunity kind of shot mm-hmm. in terms of you've got one chance to get it totally if, if they nail the trick and you don't get the shot, it's like, oh, all right, yeah. well, we're going to be here for another half an hour, aren't we? Exactly. Um, and it's also like super quick focus, very stylistic, high energy, lots of movement. It must be quite a good way to hone your skills, actually. How long were you doing that for?
1: I think so. I'm I'm not really sure. I feel like maybe a year or two. Um, yeah. This is still I mean, on your mum's camera? Uh, yeah, on my mum's camera. And then I had like a little crappy digital... Oh um like starter base Nikon thing mm. um you know with like one of the shitty 18 to 55 uh lenses mm-hmm. um I say shitty I mean like a- any camera is a great camera if you if you've like whatever you've got of is course. the best thing to shoot with yeah. um but yeah and so I was doing that and then um I'd started college knew I wasn't going to go to university th- like knew I wanted to be a photographer um and I met this, woman at an exhibition like in somewhere local in Isha um, and she was promoting this exhibition which was called Wembley to Sweto. which basically um, long story short they'd taken kids from this township um, called Sweto and given them cameras which I think were donated by mm, Canon um, and the whole idea was that they were teaching these like local kids who were living like, very close to the poverty line, if not on the poverty line, and t- trying to teach them skills to be able to feed their families with cameras. Wow. So the idea was that they would become, like, wedding photographers or whatever, but mm. actually one of the girls, um, I think her name's Tatiana, she ended up shooting, like, Vogue covers. And things, so it's crazy. But wow. they had this exhibition of work um, that the the kids had shot. And so I went along, and I met the woman who was... Um, had organised it and was sort of PRing it, and I was like, oh, I, like you know, I'm a, I'm a photographer, I love all this stuff. And she was like, oh, do you wanna come shoot our, our like opening night event thing? Hmm. And I was like, yeah, and it was just something at like a local town hall. Um, but I went and I shot it and she was like, I love your photos, like you've got, there's something there. And then they were running a similar course in London. Um, and she was like, do you wanna come assist the photographer who's like teaching the course? So I went along and did that. And that was around the time of the Olympics. So that's what, 20? 2012, 2012, 2012, London. 2012. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, my my timing is way off, um, <laughs> 2016, it's fine, no. years. Uh, yeah, 2012, <laughs> it's fine, um, yeah, 2012, and um, so I got to tag along with this guy, and I, I knew fuck all, mm. like, there was... I had absolutely, like, no business being someone's assistant. It was ridiculous. But basically, I just carried his bags. And um,
0: Everyone has a day like that, though. Everyone has, yeah. a, has a day where you show up and you don't know what the fuck's going on. Oh, yeah, totally. It's important to... But it's a steep learning curve. Yeah. And as long as you keep your 100%. eyes and ears open. It's like You must have learned so much in the, for that first day, I bet.
1: It was... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I actually learned that much, like, tech-wise. But I got to shoot loads. Um, oh, nice. And we were getting into, like sort of around the olympic events so i got to shoot uh like one of the cycling races and things like that oh man that
0: Um, environment must have been so much fun it was crazy and i
1: yeah i love anything that's really fast-paced and Mm. i i I love being like thrown at the deep end of things i do super well under pressure um that's that's my preferred environment so uh i had a great time and i shot (laughs) loads of stuff and yeah honestly so this woman susan morton was um I think really the first person who was ever like, you've got something like, there's an eye. I, I believe in you. And I think, not not that my parents weren't supportive, they're great and wonderful, but I think they very much had an idea of what was like the safe career and what that was going to look like. And so when I was saying that I wanted to be a photographer and I maybe wanted to be a skateboard photographer, the first time I told them that, my mum was just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. What do your parents do? Uh, My mum hasn't worked since she had us, though she's actually, um, she's just finished her master's degree. Oh, wow. I'm very proud. She's super, super smart. Um, Amazing. Yeah, she's just finishing her master's degree in philosophy. No way. And uh, my dad runs a tech company that does data integration in the cloud.
0: Okay. Which is... So they were like sort of grooming you up to be some sort of data, something? I think think
1: they thought I was, my mum thought I was going to be a writer. Oh, really? Um, So
0: you write a lot when you're younger? yeah and i was
1: i think i was good at it um but it's the same thing as photography it's like documenting emotion and Mm. that was i think she just had this like idea that i would like go win a pulitzer uh so yeah when i didn't do that she i think just found it hard to adjust and um i think you know they just cared about me and wanted the best for me and didn't understand anything to the photography industry and they were like we can't help you do anything here so how do we predict
0: this yeah it's a tough position to be in as a parent i guess because you want to be supportive but you also know what the real world is like
1: yeah hundred percent.
0: trying to make money as a skateboard photographer probably isn't that easy i imagine it's highly competitive um and there's just yeah i don't know i mean we've got a few mates who do like a lot of snowboarding stuff yeah and it's notorious for just there not being any money in it really it's like yeah it's like music to some extent as well i mean it depends kind of what you're doing But, I mean, it's not known for giant budgets, we'll put it that way. Um, Everyone loves to to (laughs) do
1: I'll actually not finish that sentence. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, no, it was definitely, they were, uh, there was a lot of trepidation, let's say that. But they're super supportive now.
0: Um, So how did you manage, when did things start to turn?
1: So um, I'd always gone to gigs. And I like, loved music and it was a huge part of my life. And I'd like taken my camera to gigs, but I like didn't do the whole trying to get in with a blog and like shoot a photo pass. I didn't go into it that way. And I never was thinking that I would maybe be a concert photographer. And I think part of that is because all the concert photography I saw like in newspapers and stuff that was obviously by sort of agency photographers, um, was boring and just mm. like really plain and I wasn't interested in it. And uh then I came across some um touring photographers um I think it was Adam L. Macias actually originally and the photos were really intimate and they showed this like really um this environment that was not accessible uh it wasn't and it wasn't wild in the way that a lot of the old like rock and roll photos were it didn't feel super like hyper masculine it yeah. felt like you were just seeing something that was calm but it was really uh i don't know there was like a tangible feeling to it and that
0: energized uh yeah you can kind of feel yeah, the, totally. yeah, yeah
1: and it was um yeah i don't know i was like oh this is this is super interesting mm. everything that i love like the people and the emotion was all there um so anyway i kind of had this in my head and uh basically this band followed me on twitter and i was like hey do you want a tour photographer
0: <laughs> nice and they were like "Yes, yeah, sure into the DMs.
1: send us an email uh so i like sent this like the most formal email of my my fucking life and <laughs> i was dear st- rock
0: stars here's yeah. some of my photos i would love to cover photos
1: here's my <laughs> Flickr account with photos of my family on it like Whoa. here you go uh can i come on tour Um, (laughs) and (laughs) they were like yeah yeah you can amazing Um, so yeah and then I told my parents that I was going on tour and they were like who are these people (laughs) (laughs) I turned 18 a week before I went on the tour I had to skip a week of school to do it and I think my My parents had just realized that I was so stubborn and I was just going to do whatever Mm -hmm. I was going to do anyway. So they actually didn't put up much of a fight. Okay. Although now I realize they must have been terrified because I was like, I'm just going to go meet these like seven guys, get in a van with them and like tour the UK for like two weeks. Um, (laughs) And which and I knew nothing about the music industry. I didn't know how like TMing, I like that there were TMs. I didn't know there was like a per diem. I didn't know, I knew fucking nothing. And I just showed up and I was like, Hey! <laughs> and uh, yeah, so went on this tour for like yeah, I think two weeks. And um, did they look after you though? Yeah, they were. I mean, they were really nice. We stayed. Sh- we stayed in like what was basically cracked ends. Like there were definitely what? a few of those places that were like terrible.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I got pneumonia on like maybe the second to last day because we slept in the van after we'd got to this person's house who had been like, you can stay at our house. Um, and it was just had major heroin vibes i was like oh. people have definitely died in this house it's where, all terrible
0: where was the tour like where were they going
1: mm, we did like leicester manchester i think we did glasgow so it's everywhere in the uk
0: wow. um i mean that must have been so much fun it was like it
1: was the it was insane and i got no sleep and i like i said i got really ill you but, got some
0: great photos like
1: i mean i don't know if they were great but they were. <laughs>
0: in terms of like original source material that is like yeah it's super legitimate super like genuine touring experience yeah. i guess for yeah. super,
1: it was um yeah it was i mean the van room was definitely not legal it had like bunks built into the back of it which for like a small splitter van like what? absolutely should not have like six bunks in the back of it anyway so yeah it was Super shady. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. But it was also the first time that I was like, actually, fuck this is what I want to be doing. This is like a hundred percent. Kind of the awoke right something theater.
0: in you. Like mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah And then um I met a promoter on that tour at the London show called Zach. And uh I was like, Hey, I know you put on local, local shows in Camden, can I come shoot them? Mm. So then when I got home, um and while I was still in school, I was going and shooting these shows like four or five times a week completely unpaid but like any band i shot i would then email them the photos and be like hey i want to take more photos of you let me take more photos
0: that's a good way of doing it
1: yeah yeah and so i just slowly like built my way up out of this the screamo death call scene (laughs) (laughs) and now i shoot pop stars and that's the end there we
0: go that's that's a good way of marketing yourself though um and out of so you shot uh, five bands that week out of those five how many of them would like get back to you and kind of engage and, and how much work would you get through?
1: I think everyone was pretty engaged because... Um,
0: everyone wants photos of themselves.
1: Basically. And also, it's going to sound really big headed and someone's going to listen to this and be like, "God, oh, she's a cunt. But um, <laughs> if I can say that.
0: Um, you say whatever the fuck you want, mate. Uh,
1: great. Cool. Um, <laughs> she- <laughs> um, I look back on the photos now and they weren't terrible. Yeah. Like I was always fairly good i think i naturally had an eye for it and i always had like an eye for framing so they were i mean the lighting and the, the bounce flash was all kind of awful and the editing was obviously horrific um it was preset they, fil- filters on photo oh, yeah oh, you know right. all of that shit
0: like I look, I look back on some of my early photos and i'm like the, the framing is great yeah but what was like this Do you remember when green
1: we, were, like, we lit the like the, the blacks wouldn't, were just like super faded and everyone went through that phase and yeah, now yeah. I see people do it and I'm like, I just want to pull your blacks down. It like, yeah, it's down like it. washed
0: out, like flattened, weird photos. <laughs> yeah. Like you printed it on the side of a cardboard box or something. And then, like back in the day, it's like, hey man, yeah, looks like film. <laughs> it's like, no, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, doesn't looks awful, it looks None of like film. <laughs> it does not look like film. None of
1: those Visco presets yeah. look like film. They're all <laughs> <laughs> all crap! Well, there's people who were like Kodak Gold, and I'm like, it doesn't look like Kodak Gold. I'm sorry, it just doesn't. But whatever.
0: Live and um, learn. Live and learn.
1: Yeah. So basically, everyone got batching and I just ended up shooting loads. And I would then I like met other promoters, so I was shooting other stuff. So this was like Camden, Croydon. I was kind of going anywhere mm-hmm. that would like let me take photos. And then I emailed uh, like an online magazine um called RMP, which did for rock, metal, punk, and they were like based in Belgium. Um, and they basically just let me run their, like, photo department for a bit. So wow. I just, like, got to shoot whatever I wanted. Um, I remember I, like, blagged my way into Bestival, which is absolutely, like, not in there. <laughs> no. In in that, like, stream of uh, music. But there was, like, one rock band playing, and I was like, hey, I want to come. Can I? And they were like, <laughs> yeah, sure. And um, I remember I, like, met a guy at Bestival um, who somehow i don't think he was doing photos for the festival i have no idea what he was doing but he had like a van on site like a land rover thing and so we were driving around site at like 4 a.m taking photos of all the like crazy dj sets that were going on i remember standing what? on the main stage at of at like five in the morning what? while they were light testing for foals or someone and being like this is what is my life That's and so i was like cool. 18 at the time and it was yeah. crazy it's so. so nice
0: to see that like behind the scenes sort of thing yeah, and it like,
1: just—I remember just being like, "This is mental. Mm. I have no idea what is going on." But yeah, so.
0: So. Yeah. Sorry, oh, that, was that was
1: super long-winded. But, no, no, no. You know, yeah. No,
0: that's cool. I mean, so you completely—did you go to university? Did you skip it?
1: No, I just um, just literally started taking photos, <sighs> bands in dingy clubs. Yeah. All the time.
0: At what point did you start getting paid for the photos you were taking? Because this is like—it's it's a funny thing yeah. with photos, because it's like you're something you love doing you're doing it in an environment yeah. you love shooting you know, and you, you listen to music you love and it's all like really exciting mm-hmm. and really enjoyable sometimes it's funny to start asking people for money uh for, yeah. for being there uh a lot of the time they're not too forthcoming unless you ask but it's always a, like an awkward thing asking yeah. talking to anyone about money really like yeah i mean how did you manage to sort of introduce getting paid or was it something that you kind of established to begin with
1: i think once people started coming to me i did like a few shoots with different bands where i was like i just want a portfolio and then the moment people started being like hey can like we want to book the shoot and it wasn't people i knew i was immediately like no i want i want like 80 to 100 quid at what point was that I would say probably, like, eight months in.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, nice. so, like, fairly soon. Yeah. Um, I guess you were just shooting so much that, like... Yeah, and I was meeting so many just, people, it just well, exactly, one. yeah, the networking must have been incredible.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. And, I mean, most of those people, like... Unfortunately, a lot of those bands didn't ever make it past that scene, and a lot of those people don't, like, work in the industry anymore. But, like, mm. I met so many, you know, great friends, great people, and got so much experience under my belt. And touring even at that level like touring is such an insane way to hone your skills you get so good so quickly mm. because you have to shoot everything you're shooting all the time you're constantly thinking about photos you're constantly watching and it really trains your senses and your eyes and also to be able to like blend in and mm-hmm. to naturally document what's going on
0: exactly be kind of invisible yeah um you no, it's interesting i mean I've, I've done lots of first of all photography in mm. sort of my background Um, was in tv and then I learned how to use like dslr cameras Mm -hmm. mostly just video at first but then started getting into photos borrowing my friends like 7d all this kind of stuff and then got into doing like festival stuff so we do like sometimes eight to ten festivals a year in the summer this is when I was much younger bear in mind uh I don't think I could do that anymore if I'm Uh, completely honest but it is it's it's an incredible live environment where you have a finite amount of time to capture a kind of atmosphere through yeah. visual image it's it's really enjoyable it's so much fun especially if it's a good show like yeah one of the top ones I've done we did Maribu State at Brixton Academy oh, amazing Brixton Academy one of my favorite venues went to my first gig there Queens of the Stone Age when I was 13 Uh I've seen Prodigy there I've seen the hives I've seen like just endless amounts of people there Um, and we're like running around the changing rooms we're like backstage through all the like the walkways the tunnels the manager's office it's just it's just so rich and it's like you you kind of feel frozen in time almost like you're walking through someone else's memory sometimes it's so strange The the atmosphere is tangible yeah it's just it's an incredible thing to capture it really Um, is it's really nice talking about not going to university and stuff, Mm -hmm. have you followed in your mum's footsteps and done some studying or or qualifications since uh, sort of like later in life, like recently or?
1: No. No. Um, How do you you, feel about that?
0: Because I skipped university as well. and Sometimes I feel like it's maybe a bit of a weak spot for me because I don't have those qualifications or, I mean, I know in our industry it doesn't really matter, but who knows what happens down the line. Mm. Maybe I'll need it or... Okay. I don't know, it gives me anxiety sometimes. How do you feel?
1: I don't feel anxious about it at all. Like um I've never had a backup plan, which I think is good. It's quite, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Also, there is no plan B. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I also went to like a very pretentious school that was um has like I have a I have a lot of opinions that we shouldn't go into on this podcast about, like, private school systems and things yeah. like that, which is what I went to. Um, oh, really? I went to an all-girls private school. Oh, wow. Uh, and, I mean, there is, like, a lot of deep gender problems entrenched in that system, but one of the things it does teach you is that you can do anything, no matter the, f- the fact that you're a girl. Mm-hmm. So it really gave me a mindset where I was like, I can do anything if I think about it and want it enough. No. Um, so I'm super driven super competitive super like ambitious and i'm just um yeah being a creative is weird though as well because you've got this odd balance of being like um i believe that i'm the best at what i do mm-hmm. and i like i'm gonna pitch myself a job so i know i can do this but equally what if i'm fucking terrible what if i'm awful and no one's told me also that is the worst photo i've ever taken why is it the worst photo <laughs> i've ever taken the last good photo i took was four years ago blah 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 yeah so you have this like weird double-edged sort of two very extreme ego and insecurity. And, yeah yeah
0: it's like the ying and the yang one pushes the other i suppose yeah but you need that balance you need that totally. in, internal conflict yeah. to sort of remain grounded because if one outbalances the other you it doesn't end well
1: also you like i think you stop being good because i think the fear yeah. of not being good is like when people get comfortable and lazy and there's so many photographers who you see who were at the top of their game and now mm. the work isn't as good yeah like i think or they've just
0: stagnated and it's yeah. like well yeah this is just like this is what i do yeah like, uh, and okay. also
1: people who don't adjust with what the trends are like i hate tiktok I, it's not really me or who <laughs> i am but like i'm gonna learn how to do it and i'm yeah. gonna go on it and watch it and see how people are engaging with it because i know that someone's gonna have to pay me money to do that at some point
0: so yeah and in another year or two there'll be the next thing which will be like tiktok but won't be quite like tiktok and yeah you kind of have to keep up with those trends yeah you do it if you're working in the creative industry even if you don't enjoy the medium yeah. you have to keep totally keep, like keep your your ear to the ground i mean I, my background's in television yeah doing sports broadcasting
1: yeah because you're at sky sports sky right?
0: sports yeah. um and I have always been like multi disciplined. I enjoy I studied like graphic design and art. I got into videography, photography, um, sound production, music production, mm. all these sort of things. Um and I've always really enjoyed it. And those skills come in handy for when you have to do something new and you have to do something else and you have to do like yeah. provide something a service for someone. Um that you're not necessarily like a, a regular uh, provider of that service but you can yeah. do it because you've got the skills i remember working a, bit of at a sky. jack of all trades exactly like
1: also kind of a master or everything. you've got to yeah
0: you got to do it and just have a bit of knowledge as well and so you can empathize with people when they're trying to do a certain job mm-hmm. but i remember working at sky just to pull it back round, and there'd be producers there who have just been tv producers for 20 years and they had no idea how any of the other shit worked all they mm-hmm. knew how to do was sit in the chair and say okay move on the chat to the next subject or okay throw to break now okay let's go to this interview like they, i don't know like i just i just don't get it it's but and, I, I think like those guys lost some of them lost their jobs yeah. and they can't get new jobs because tv producers is super competitive yeah there's not people don't really like necessarily watch tv anymore like for the most part is mostly streaming now. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things don't even have presenters anymore, they've completely yeah. fucking sacked it off. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, what my point is it's super important to, I think, keep your skills diverse and current. Totally. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's um, and like to, to go back round, um, like I don't worry too much about the university thing, like I would absolutely if I Accidentally, hit him, like if I'd known this <laughs> pandemic was going to be as long as it would have, yeah. I would have started like a, an online degree. Um, because there's stuff that's interesting, and I love learning. And I, I, I found, I think we're similar. Like we, I like to know different things, and mm. I would have loved to have done like a neuroscience degree or oh, something wow. like that. Mm. I find, I find like psychology and just like also the biology of the brain super interesting, and interesting. I love like learning how people work and why our bodies <laughs> do this. And yeah, anyway, but um, yeah, I think we're in a weird time now where we're expected to wear a lot of different hats and be like multi-hyphenated like you can't just be a photographer anymore you also have to like know how to do video you have to know how to direct I have to Mm. like you know be able to creative direct blah 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 it's you are no longer singular like it's it really is like a bit of an adapt or die thing and I think part of that is also while it's great that we can all sort of fully express ourselves to our creative extent in a variety of ways, I think that also comes from the industries having less budget and mm. expecting us to do, like, five people's jobs for, like, the one person's it's salary.
0: It's certainly a common theme, yeah. as I've noticed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like we're all feeling it. Mm. And I'm sure you guys get it as well that there's more and more jobs where they're like, can you do stills and video oh, for mate. the same thing?
0: Absolutely. I and mean, also make gifts. Yeah. But this, again, it's again, it's a trend, isn't it? Like this, that yeah. was not the the way things were done fifteen years ago because we didn't have the kind of cameras we have now. We didn't have the sort of you couldn't just jump on YouTube and mm-hmm. learn how the basics of uh, yeah. Premiere or photo treatment or any yeah. of this stuff. You had to formally study it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. it is pretty crucial. Do, um, you,
1: do you wish you'd like done a creative degree? no not a creative one
0: uh like you with psychology i'm i'm big into history and archaeology and stuff like that so it's more of a more of a personal passion to learn more in an official manner i read lots and all that kind of stuff
1: very side note but um are you aware of the behind the bastards podcast no Uh, it's a podcast about like the worst people in history Uh, (laughs) i feel like it would be your vibe behind the bastards it's really good and it's super in depth yeah
0: yeah i'll uh no i I can't yeah i'm a big podcast fan as you you can tell I no, hate podcasts, that. but I write a podcast. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're current anymore. No. Um <laughs> that's wicked. No. Uh i no, sorry, I, we went off on like a huge <laughs> <laughs> No, that's all good. I think um I no, I don't really regret it. It's just I think sometimes it's weird because I I do have a, a big passion for certain certain like academic mm. subjects and I talk about them a lot. I think people miss uh, like put me in the wrong box sometimes Yeah. like some of the, um, I was at a party recently and uh, one of the people I worked with they were like what school did you go to I was like I, I was a working sign in, in West London she's like oh was it a private one like yeah I was like no no it's like mm. state school she's like I thought you went to private school It's like no went to like a pretty rough school and didn't go to university because I've got like pretty shit grades and just wasn't into it Um, but like I think people kind of yeah like mislabel me sometimes it's 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 a yeah it's people, a weird one um
1: people have interesting um what is the word Ugh, not prejudgments mm. uh preconceptions uh, preconception thank you um mm. yeah about that and i equally i know loads of people who went to private school and swear to god don't have any brain cells mm. like yeah, yeah it's interesting i guess also because you're quite well spoken
0: yeah so, i guess so yeah, I've lost my Hounslow twang. <laughs> the
1: Hounslow twang, so famous.
0: Uh, it does come out now and again when That's I talk funny. to when I talk to my mates. My uh, my boyfriend's
1: my like that. He's um he's from up north, and he sounds like he, there is an accent. He sounds fairly well spoken, and then yeah. like you get him with his like mates from up north, and yeah, I like yeah. can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but it's funny.
0: It's nice, but it's important to sort of uh, be able to. Um, blend in with the current like whoever you're working with or like when I was at Sky and stuff you have to kind of blend it like as we were talking earlier blending in like Mm -hmm. I can match the cadence and kind of hold hold conversation with people from all walks of life yeah my background is in documentaries I've I've known lots of homeless people people who've been in prison Mm -hmm. I've known people who've been sent down for murder attempted Mm -hmm. murder uh, and I also used to work with you know super privileged people in working in television went yeah. to really hot, like top universities uh you know very wealthy families all this kind of stuff and I get on with them equally which I think has been a very sort of key um key skill when it comes to what yeah. I do and making people feel comfortable and interviewing yeah. people especially like my first job uh, as a production junior on a documentary was running the diary room on this show on like sky one so I'd interview like roughly between 25 and 30 people a day. Oh, wow. Talking to them about oh yeah, how did it feel when you got stabbed or how does yeah. it feel to be homeless or oh you haven't seen your kids in 8 months. How does that make you feel? Like yeah. and just like and I I was like an 18-year-old kid asking these yeah. you know guys in 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s some of them. But it's it's an invaluable experience, and you have yeah. to throw yourself in there. Like I used to be shy; I was very shy when I was when I was younger. Yeah, and it just literally just got stomped out of me over six months of working on television. Literally, yeah. just get that confidence, get that experience, back yourself a bit more.
1: Yeah, mm. it, and it is it's so useful, especially in like creative jobs, to be able to just like meet anyone and get on with them, or at least to be able to like get them to to trust you not in, and I don't mean that in like a manipulative way but I think a lot of what we do at the core of it is kind of like pulling out things from some from yeah. someone like we want emotion and we want um information and all this other stuff yeah. um
0: and people only give that to you
1: if you are giving it back
0: and they, they feel like agree. you're gonna kind of empathize with them yeah and like not they can just, trust you yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. pull it back around to sort of your shoots and stuff yeah are there any shoots out there that were like stand out in your in your mind of being one of your top like you've enjoyed it you've got the best photos mm-hmm. it's been the most amazing atmosphere the most amazing show the top like venue like are there any shows in in your memory that really stand out that you think about sometimes um you can have a minute to think we're not, we're not um, live <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh I so I have definitely got this weird thing where I like, don't enjoy stuff as I'm shooting it because I'm just like in a focus right. and I think I
0: you're not really taking it in you're kind of seeing it but yeah. not feeling it.
1: Like um so I did uh Rock in Rio with Ellie Golding, who's someone that I work with mm-hmm. like quite long term. Um and that was insane. It's one of the biggest festivals in the world. Um and like it was just fucking crazy. Like I've never seen anything that size. <laughs> it was nuts. How many people are there? Uh I can look it up. It's yeah. it's like multiple Olympic arenas. It's like Whoa. it's I, I think capacity wise it is the biggest festival in the world. It's what? but I've never seen like a stage that big that and you know how normally, like, you can come off the side of a stage and, like, go around to the front of the photo pit? Yep. The photo pit was a seven-minute walk from the side of uh, stage. And I was, like, <laughs> trying to run around. Those steps doing in. both stills and, like, video. And it was, it's, like, started raining. Everything was slippy. I, like, fell over into a barrier at one point. No. And it was the most stressful thing I think I've ever shot in terms of a live show because it was so huge. And I was, like, there's so much pressure. And she's headlining and It's all this crazy shit. Um... But it was such an amazing experience and I was like god I'm in Brazil doing this show like we're here for 48 hours and um it was it was amazing I look back on the photos and I'm like god it's so huge and wild and the adrenaline rush was insane um and equally I got to go to Australia with um a band called Half Moon Run who I've worked with quite a lot as well and we it was the end of their tour cycle we'd just done Canada and then we flew to Australia like over Christmas and then um they played a festival over like new years and stuff they they played that festival three times it goes on for a week um and then we did like sydney brisbane and melbourne um but because it was the end of the cycle it's the last tour we just stayed there for a month Mm. so i got to shoot just like us being in australia nice and i have this really specific memory of after the festival was over driving to byron bay and i'm sitting in a car and it's super warm i think it was like 40 degrees or something ridiculous um but it was raining and like the rain was warm um and i remember like sticking my head out of the car and being like this is mental like (laughs) (laughs) what am i what is my life that i get to like be here and shoot this and shoot with people who like really trust me creatively to just do whatever i want and like um
0: that's been an amazing feeling
1: yeah it was a real like joy Mm. feeling of just being like this is you know, like I'm very happy and I'm very lucky and I, I just feel yeah. All the all the gratitude and mm. joy. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Please cut that. I hate myself.
0: <laughs> Let's get a promo, it's mate. It's very ironic.
1: But, um, <laughs> 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 oh, that makes me want to like throw up in my mouth a little bit. It's
0: yeah. fine.
1: Um but yeah, those kind of things stand out. Um I've, I've gotten to work creatively with, like, a bunch of really great people, especially, like, a lot of great women, which I'm really grateful for. Um, there's a girl called Emmy Nathan, who is a new artist. Um, and she's amazing. And we did – I did her press shots, and then I've done, like, all the stills on her videos and, like, a bunch of other stuff. Um, and she's become a really good friend. And just as a creative collaboration, that's really great. Yeah. And I love being able to, like, document these really amazing – you know strong magical artists and mm. really like um make a visual for how their music feels and who they are as people and i yeah, think that's yeah. really special and i feel very lucky
0: it comes with time yeah yeah time and just sort of familiarity mm. yeah well that loops us nicely around to like the biggest clangor <laughs> which is when something's gone horribly wrong we've left the shoot and just been like fucking bury me yeah. please um <laughs> what well, yeah have you any any ones that stand out
1: no. i have i have like a couple and there's nothing touch nothing. With it. i'm like gonna say this and something's gonna go horrifically badly um, <laughs> i think mostly it's been things like where i've forgotten memory cards on my way to a shoot and i've then had to go and buy like okay. a pack of memory cards or i've um forgotten a piece of kit and been like crap and i've either Mm. had to like hire or spend a fuckload of money on my credit card and like just be like i will figure this out later um i also am super chaotic um and a nightmare and i just like leave my lenses on the floor of venues while i'm like shooting (laughs) Yeah, and, and none of my cameras have caps on it. None of the bodies have, le- have like, body caps. It's all terrible. Everything's awful. I'm oh, a terrible mate. person. Um, but I've definitely, like, I've left le- lenses and venues before, yeah, like, talk, under stages and talk stuff.
0: about leaving equipment. I was shooting uh, Renegade Hardware at Fire in Vauxhall oh, wow. once. Okay. Big drum and bass night. And um, I think I'd been shooting the night before as well. I was exhausted. You know, you, like, you do two on the trot, and your mm. brain is just off. So got some shots of the last DJ at like six, half six. Um, And I was like, right, I'll I'll go upstairs to the VIP bit because it wasn't open to anyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no one up there. So they've got sofas. Right, I'm just going to chill out, sort of dismantle the camera, um, get ready to go, put the camera on the table, literally just leant back in the chair for a second, shut my eyes. Oh, no. Woke up um i was like what the fuck camera's gone Club oh, no clubs empty <gasps> i was like what the fuck i thought i was dreaming um jumped up looked at my phone had like loads of missed calls from my mates i was like ran downstairs i was like went up to this like the manager i was like mate what's going on he's like what are you doing here I was, like, I was upstairs mate like i must have fallen asleep it's like oh you're the photographer then? I was like, How do you know that? He literally just held the camera up. I was oh like, oh, oh fuck
1: Oh my god, but thank God you got it back <sighs> and it wasn't something Dick had like, dickhead, like so stolen it it, it. it wasn't even my camera either. Oh my God. <laughs> I like don't really borrow other people's stuff because I know no. I'm chaotic and it's fine if I do it with my own shit. But yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That was a ropey one. Uh, ran outside. My, my girlfriend at the time was not impressed. She's like, I, I thought don't... you fucking left. <laughs> She's like She's on the train impressed. home by herself. I was like, no, oh, nope, like, just no, there, just, there, just outside the club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll be I'll be home in an hour. It's very rock and roll of you. Yeah, falling asleep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a drum and bass robe. <laughs> god
1: yeah do you know what though if i'm tired it's like i need to i keep i always i say i'm gonna do it and then i never do it i, I need to make like a laminated list of my gear and like take it off as i'm putting it Just in it around your neck yeah i'm um because i'm dyspraxic okay. as well if you do you know what that is
0: the one where no that's no i don't
1: it kind of comes under like Crosses over a lot into like ADD and like ADHD stuff. Is it
0: like dissociative disorder sort of thing? Mm, right?
1: Not really like that, but it's um it's actually to do with like your motor skills and things like that. Okay. It's quite so, like, complex to it, hand like, eye coordination. hand eye coordination. A lot of people with dyspraxia can't drive. Um, oh really? <laughs> yeah, I can drive though. It's fine. I'm um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually dent. a pretty good driver. Touch one. Is Again, that blood on your windscreen?
0: <laughs> 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 I did see you pull off. <laughs> it's not
1: Jesus um but when I'm tired uh, I'm, I'm actually like normally pretty good I have sort of gotten to a point where I'm kind of aware of my own body mm. and like I'm definitely not a graceful person like okay. that's not who I am I'm not super feminine because of this but if I'm tired I'm like shattering glasses like left right and center I like oh, okay. can't wash up if I'm tired because I will break everything yeah, I just yeah. like let go of stuff or I like misjudge the distance between the sink and oh, I just right yeah so when i'm tired um especially on tour that's when it really is bad and i'm like leaving shit in places and then the amount of times also that people have been like like the sound engineers pat down and been like is this your flash is uh, this your lens okay. is this your camera and i'm like oh yeah thanks. <laughs> that's Whoops. why i was here. like yeah <laughs> so uh yeah it's all bad, <laughs> <Everything> <laughs> is
0: bad. that's fantastic no yeah. that's um Thanks for the clangers. Uh, that's that's interesting to to hear about that because, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess tiredness does bring it on, and the kind of work you do Mm. is usually at night, and it must be. Yeah, have you lost a lot of equipment? Have you had things? Oh yeah, missing.
1: I like I I pay like an extortionate amount for camera insurance Uh, because it's absolutely like worth it to who I am as a person. Um, I also like. Uh, I mean, we don't have to go too into this because it's like a whole thing unto itself. I also have like a range of chronic illnesses, uh-huh. which include the symptoms of like brain fog, all <laughs> oh, right, and uh, chronic fatigue. Oh, so I right. have like a super fun time <laughs> trying to be a Christ. touring photographer and do this
0: throwing as your equipment. Yeah, wow. but it's. But you still do it.
1: Yeah, I like. I have worked super hard to yeah. um, be a real human being <laughs> who can function in the world and do my job um but yeah like I I remember like when my chronic fatigue was at its worst um before I got diagnosed with everything uh I like couldn't really get out of bed I was like really struggling to work um like even going to like shoot just like an event was exhausting going up the stairs was exhausting I remember like being in tears multiple times because I was like I just can't like I'm so tired I would mm. be waking up at like one in the afternoon be awake for two hours and need to go back to bed wow. um and I was like I'm never gonna work again everything's terrible like what if I can't tour um I guess actually maybe that's the kind of- I don't <laughs> <laughs> like uh yeah just being like oh am I gonna be like bed bound and ill and like have to get a really like low maintenance mm. job um yeah but i didn't i like worked with a really great doctor on supplements and um, healing my body blah 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 and looking after yourself yeah and and it 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 takes a lot of maintenance and work now and i have to be really strict on sleep schedules like if i've had a few late days i have to be like i'm going to bed at eight and mm -hmm. like i'm not talking to anyone and
0: yeah time gets turned off yeah no screens just the book exactly and it's
1: yeah and so now i've like i'm in a place where i can manage um to do what I do and exist and have like a, an actual life and be a human. So, good to hear. Make yeah, it work. Exactly.
0: Awesome. Our final section on uh family and friends mm-hmm. is any advice for people? Ooh. um So, maybe I usually try and tailor the question to my guest. Mm-hmm. So, what would your advice be to people out there? I know. You've probably got some strong opinions on private schooling and all this kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. Luckily, you didn't have too much pressure from your parents in terms of Mm -hmm. wanting to do something creative and them trying to shoot it down. But what would your advice be to young people out there who are maybe in a similar situation to you and feel creative and want to do the things that you've done, but they've got this pressure from their school to perform, they've got this pressure from their parents to follow a certain path? What would be your advice to people like that?
1: I think um if you really really want it then like you just go for it and i think you just have to kind of tell everyone else to fuck off honestly like um and be really strong-willed and i mean be practical like do the work because none of it's easy especially not like creative industry stuff it's just getting harder i think to, to get paid well and make a living out of it um like do your research do the hard work and be ready to do the hard work and willing and expect it because you are not just a creative you are also like your financial director you are a business person like you need to know who who you want to be in in the world of business like are you the person who is going to do everything for really low rates and not really like earn a proper income and kind of struggle to get up there or are you going to really set your boundaries early on become that person speak to other photographers a lot and you know try and learn really really how to run a good business Mm -hmm. as well as be creative and I think that's I kind of went off on a tangent and I can I start that answer again (laughs) 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 no um yeah I think it basically just comes down to you just need to really be willing to do the hard work um and I think if you are and you are really proactive with everything I think I honestly do think everyone can get there because it's I think there are people who are innately born as good photographers, but I do think you can learn it. Like, mm-hmm. you can learn to frame. You can learn the tech side. I think you can work in creative industries, whatever your background. It is obviously harder if you're, um, say, from, like, a lower-income family or you have anyone who's relying on you. But even then, like, just pull the night shift, do whatever you need to. YouTube has such a great source. There's so many different ways to get into this industry, like, assisting um like going through like a university program or going through like one of the projects that um i was assisting on where it's taking people and um from lower income families and you know teaching them photography and like looking for those programs or looking for sponsorship and things like that there are avenues in it's just you have to find them
0: yeah just be proactive yeah
1: being proactive is basically the the, yeah. <laughs> the long and short of my very <laughs> long winded answer. No, that's yeah. awesome.
0: Well, Jen, thanks for joining us. Um, it was really nice to meet you. Thank and, you so much uh, for having me. Learn some more about you, absolutely. Yeah, um, hopefully get to work together soon. Me too. Fingers crossed. I know. You must be missing gigs.
1: Uh, I, yeah, no, <laughs> that was bit. a terrible answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I <laughs> I am, but it is also nice to have like to spend time at home this is the longest i've been at home in a a long time and um it's been really nice to spend this much amount of time with my my boyfriend and like to see my friends and like just have a be a normal human for a bit and like just touch yourself yeah yeah i've read so many books it's great (laughs) yeah Yeah, so that's you know i have appreciated the time and i've also been really lucky i've shot a lot of live streams and things like that so i haven't haven't completely been devoid of live music but i some stuff i am very excited for like festivals to come back and for that adrenaline and everything Mm -hmm. but yeah
0: awesome nice one well yeah well uh we'll see you soon thank you that is all we have time for this week on the podcast guys but please subscribe to ensure you catch all of our future episodes You can also follow us on Instagram at familyandfriends, that's F-M-L-Y and friends, all one word, for news on our new community hub. And please also check out our main page at familycreative, that's on Instagram, or our main website, family-creative.com. We'll catch you next time.